0: We recently did a podcast about cannabis as a commodity because it's going to be an ingredient. It's going to be commoditized. So we're going to be taking a look at what's happening out over in China with CBD uh, and its crackdown, what the prices mean from a regulatory risk standpoint, not just CBD, but THC, how federal regulations could impact prices availability all of that so what is this going to mean for the u.s markets there's going to be a lot more cbd available uh put it, putting a lot more pressure on prices as we move on so we're going to dive into all of that coming up it's only entertainment Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So China has 1.44 billion people uh, for their population. It's 4.3 times that of the US. So uh, with outsourcing a lot of our manufacturing, that's kind of put a lot of upward momentum on their upper middle class income. Uh, as well as proliferating the international economy with a lot of their spending. You can see that from U.S. housing prices in San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver, Toronto, everywhere, um, large amounts of, of housing is being bought As there's a a pressure on their own local currency for devaluation to keep that stable to make it advantageous for wholesale um, buyers of, of manufactured goods and so with a forex pressure on the Chinese Yuan. Everyone's trying to get that money out of the country and put that into housing. It's kind of a, f- a form of a safe deposit box, if you will, that actually has appreciation. So in Seattle alone in 2016, we saw 60% of all of our housing be purchased with cash, and the majority of those were Chinese nationals. So a lot of money is happening, um, a lot of movement, and it's coming into cannabis. We saw that with the uh, Chinese Um, people in Arizona that were on federal land. uh, And these are migrant workers, right? So a lot of people are getting into the work as well as the investors that got fleeced on that deal as well. Um, that's another interesting kind of story that we, we dove into earlier. So all of these developments are kind of helping us to give a worldwide perspective on what's happening. Um, you know, whether it's local or international, it's definitely going to affect us all as kind of this price trickles down to the consumer. China's already growing more than two thirds of the world's hemp. They're recognized as the world's largest hemp producer. Um, and it exports nearly all of that with a strictly maintaining zero THC. It's been a lot of trade issues uh, with China, and so uh, some of that those negotiations w- came out that China needs to be able to buy more. US products. Some of that was hemp. So um, China is now being required under new trade deals that they need to buy more cannabis, or excuse me um, hemp, CBD from the US. So that's great. Although now what we have is that China is putting a clamp down on CBD. So back in March, uh, it was first proposed that there was a national ban uh, before its National Medical Products Administration um, last month banned cannabis compounds in cosmetics. So that includes CBD oil and uh, the leaf. So products have been pulled from the shelves and now you can't have anything that has CBD um, in cosmetics. And that's not uh, unheard of in the U.S. Well, actually uh, Washington, my backyard uh, here in Seattle, they ended up saying that you can't have CBD in beverages. You can have it in edibles. You just can't drink CBD. <laughs> I have no idea um, why that's a thing. So eventually they ironed it all out and just said it has to be cannabis derived CBD. Uh, and so you'll still see in stores that they have salves and, um, but they don't have the, the, do they have topicals? Um, yeah, topicals and tinctures. So yeah, Fred Meyer, Kroger, Rite Aid, Walgreens, all of those, you'll still see the salves, topicals, tinctures, but no like edibles, no drinks, no food. So not really sure why a a tincture would be different than an actual edible, no clue, but uh, that's the gray area. That's the loophole. Uh, That's kind of what we're seeing right now. So Certain concessions within the band, you can see products imported or manufactured before May. They can still be sold, but they're not going to be able to send anything new. And this is kind of weird because back in 2015, cannabis was allowed in the Chinese cosmetic sector. So there was a, a huge demand in CBD beauty category back then. Influencer activity was kind of exploding across Weibo and Little Red Book. Uh, and then by last year, value of domestic CBD reached 118 million USD with brands like SimpCare, huge beauty brand out there. So this regulatory hurdle that they've got to having to take stuff off the shelves is going to impact the consumer behavior, especially post-pandemic. People are gonna be really freaked out, wondering if it's safe or not. They already probably were wondering if it's a snake oil and now the feds come in. Not to say that they believe everything that the government says, um, but it's, it's not going to help the industry with this crackdown. You'd have to go way back to 1949 when the People's Republic of China was established and cannabis was generally tolerated. But then as the century progressed and the international war on drugs gained currency, the destruction of plantations occurred during the 90s. So post-war prohibition on hemp was lifted in 2010. They established its ambitious production although subject to a lot of constraints, zoning, um, keeping away from highways and tourism. So this kind of sentiment shifted. Uh, People had this excess with a lot of the kind of waves that were coming from regulations, basically created an opportunity or policy uh, that tolerated cannabis or hemp for export. So no measure for domestic consumption, uh, kind of giving guidance, but then taking it away is just not reliable. So China may continue to limit the use of cannabis, including uh, for foreigners that go overseas. They're told that they can't even use cannabis. Um, so it definitely I wouldn't anticipate it to be a thing for the home market. CBD may come back in favor. Uh but they're going to continue to ramp up production for foreign trade. They see the, the capital behind it, the investment. And so they're just going to ship it out to Europe or whoever wants to buy it. I don't think they really care. So um, massive opportunity for them to grow it, whether or not that uh, there's reputations. Uh, a lot of us know that hemp pulls out heavy metals. So it really kind of depends on where they're growing this and whether or not the reputation for um, high quality and, and quality control and everything uh, for um, medicine you know, let's say, um, we'll see if if that uh, translates into GMP requirements over in Europe, high standards for all of that. Um, So they're going to have to probably open up the market locally, develop a palette for that, and kind of maybe keep that within their own region, maybe even export it to Southeast Asia, um, India, whatever. But I don't think long-term that their products are going to have mass appeal uh, for the you know, medical, even pharmaceutical level until they can improve or, or improve their, uh, their quality control at the hemp level. I want to know again, that there's not heavy metal metals being pulled out, uh, the soil where it's being grown, all of those things. So, um, you know, if they, if it's not good enough for the local market, but they're willing to export it kind of a red flag for me, you know, personally, but uh, that's just how I roll. So all in all, CBD and cosmetics is kind of a small little niche or market, but a huge market for for uh, China. And not only that, but you know, um, we could also see other um, limitations in the marketplace. We've seen things in the US where they've tried to limit THC concentrates, they've tried to limit solvent, they've um, uh, tried to do limit anything that had certain shapes or colors and marketing. So regulation, regulatory risk is huge. And when it's a when it affects areas like California or China, it's a huge market, massive amounts of people are affected, prices are going to change. And so if there's a crackdown on CBD, then there's a lot more availability for the rest of the world, which should put pressure on CBD wholesale prices even more. So while we may have seen for a brief uh, point in time with salt um, with water-soluble CBD at eighteen thousand dollars a kilo several years ago. You can get it now for like three hundred bucks. So I'd probably anticipate that reaching one hundred fifty dollars a kilo range, really, really low. And once it hits that point, it's going to be hard to go back up. Um, just found out that CBG is already down as well. So year, year and a half ago, kilos were probably 18 grand. And now you're seeing those for a couple hundred bucks. So CBN, CBL, All of those uh, cannabinoids will also drop dramatically as there's an excessive amount of people kind of switching to these other cannabinoids. So I think that's important also to take a look at other regions of the world where these cannabinoids are at, what the pricing is, because it's going to affect cross-border wholesale prices and then bottom line to the customer kind of all getting to be commoditized uh, and lower and lower prices, putting pressure on margins and businesses and forcing consolidation and all of those things that we've been talking about for a long time. We'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. I think we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.